I mean, I know I'm, it's a burned over field, but I can't help it. It's something burning inside my heart to tell you that you've got to go back to seeking God. Come on. We've got so far off a track. That's the reason you see this church, that church, this name, that name, that name. How many gods are we trying to serve? There's only one God, right? But we've been told, we've been preached, we've been, sh- we've been shown one scripture and turned it around to its upside down. My friend, if you base your religion off of one verse in the Bible, you need to get a hold of God because we believe in the whole Bible. And if, you're, if your conviction doesn't, doesn't, uh, doesn't ring true to the whole Bible, there's something wrong. You're looking at something wrong. I know some religions, and I don't like to bash people whatsoever, but I'm using this for example, and I'm not going to call names. But there's some religions that base everything on one verse. And it's like, well, what about where Jesus said this? What about? And they're like, well, we just, I've heard one person tell me, we've been told not to read that. You're going to let somebody tell you not to read your Bible? My friend, there's where I'm preaching right there. That's what I'm talking about. I feel so prompted to tell you, go back to hearing the voice of God. Go back to hearing the voice of God. If he tells you it's wrong, it don't matter if the preacher's doing it. Come on. If he deals with you, something's wrong and the preacher's doing it, you better look past the preacher and quit doing it. Come on now. That is a fact. That's that's Bible preaching right there. Amen. Because I'm telling you, God is greater than the preacher. God is greater than man. I'm not up here teaching and preaching you guys to follow what I'm telling you. There is not one time. And in fact, Paul said it this way. He was talking to one of the churches there. And he said, uh, he said, I am anointed to build you up, not to tear you down. And I want you to know that's the way I feel. I'm not here to tear anybody down. In fact, if I've said something to you that tore you down in any way, it's not what I meant to do. I mean to build you up. I mean to build you up. Amen. That's what Paul said. I've been anointed to preach good to you. Amen. Amen. Well, I love the Lord tonight. I appreciate what he's doing. My, you can lighten up now. It's over. <laughs> but I really just feel so prompted in my prayer life to, uh, to keep bringing that back to our mind. I want that to be the biggest thought when you wake up in the mornings. I need to hear what God says. I need to walk in where God wants me to walk. Amen. When you read your Bible, you ought to be praying this way. Lord, reveal unto me what you're saying. Not what the preacher says. The preacher should be in tune with God. But what if he's not? Is every preacher in tune with God? Do I hit it every time? Well, I'd hate to rely upon me. But God will help us every time. And I'm telling you, he's big enough. He's big enough. And in fact, let me just tell you this. Uh, just I come across this story happened just recently or not too many years ago. This a congregation was praying and it was a Holy Ghost filled church. Um, and they were praying and they'd, this this pastor got a burden for a country, read something in the paper. This uh, Palestine city was under attack. Muslims was destroying Christians and killing them and burning their homes. And uh, uh, it's Pakistan, one of them little places over, countries over. But anyway, 
And he, so he, he's in that service. He said, I feel so burdened for that place. I don't know anybody there. I don't know anybody, but I've read what they're going through right now. And I want the whole church. They were 1,500 people there. I want us all to pray right now. They began to pray, and an usher came forward and said, Pastor, and he, he listened to him. He said, okay, what? He said, there's a lady here from Pakistan, and she wants to, and she wants, she wants to talk to you. And so he began to talk to her, and, and it, that lady was a wife of a pastor in that place where that was going on. And God put that together, and they, they checked it out. It was a very legit story. It was true. And all of a sudden, they, they sent money. They, they sent uh, um, food to people that was, was homeless because of what was happening and was a help to that community and that pastor and his family. Wow. You tell me the Holy Ghost ain't big enough to do something? I'm telling you what, he can do it, friend. If we could get back to the place where we can really seek him. Woo, hallelujah. Oh, don't you feel him? Praise God. There's no telling what he would do through our hearts if we would just let him. Amen. All right. Just to encourage you, prayer meeting tomorrow night at 730. Is that right? 730. It feels weird to say 730. So don't forget that. We also will be taking the bus uh, for a, a mission service Friday night. And uh, we need to leave here about no later, probably about 6, uh, 6.20 probably or so. We can get there and get familiar with everything. So come if you'd like. All right. Services the weekend. Looking forward to that. Luke chapter number 13 is where I want to preach tonight if I can. <clears throat> I'll try my best not to hold you very long. Luke 13, verse number 10. Oh, the Lord burdened me so heavy with this. I just want to bear my heart to you. Verse number 10 of chapter 13 of Luke. I want you to realize here, Luke's gospel, Luke is preaching and teaching to not the Jewish people, but he is actually preaching and teaching to the Gentile people. He was one that uh, went out, and, and Luke was probably the only one that I know of, if I'm if I remember right, that was not a Jewish person. He was a physician. Uh, he was a doctor, but he he was uh, he wrote this book here. Uh, and listen to this, verse number ten. And he was teaching in one of the synagogues, speaking of Jesus here on the Sabbath. And behold, there was a woman which had the spirit of infirmity eighteen years, and was bowed together. And he could not, no wise lift up herself. When Jesus saw her, <clears throat> he called her to him and said unto her, Woman, thou art loosed from thine infirmity. And he laid his hands on her, and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. <clears throat> I won't go through this here, but I want you to see they was people. This is one of the very craziest things I've ever seen, and I see it today in our, our day and time. They were watching Jesus. They were so uh, so aggravated and, and mad at him because he was doing these things on the Sabbath day. And uh, could you imagine? I read there's another place in the Bible just the other day about the man with a withered hand. He was sitting there in the Sabbath day, and Jesus was looking at him. I mean, you get a picture of that. You got a man with a withered hand all drawn up. This is it's a working man. Can't work without a hand. Not in that damn time. He's probably a, there's lots of uh, things that could have happened, but he's drawn up here. I probably had a family, 
But people's looking around at Jesus, waiting on him to see what he's going to do. It's Sunday, and they're fixing to try to crucify him if he heals this man. Isn't that a pathetic scene? All because of some tradition that they had been taught so strong that they were willing for a man to go home hurt. They were willing for a man to go on with his disease because they would not break their tradition. Wow. Such a hypocritical spirit there. And same thing here. Jesus is healing her on the Sabbath day. <clears throat> but I don't want to focus on that part tonight. I want, to, I want to talk to us here about this woman. If you can get this picture, she's bowled over. Had a teacher in high school. She was like that. But she, she couldn't look up. I mean, she had a big hump on her back. And she was like this right here. Not making fun of them. This is just the way. The, the Bible says she was bowled over. Probably further than that. And she'd been in this, I don't know if she'd been bowed over for 18 years, but she had had a problem for a long time. It started 18 years. I just don't know how much it progressed through time. But the Bible's showing us here a picture of a woman that's bent over. I want you to get a picture of that now. She's bent over. Bible says she could in no way straighten herself up. She was bowed over. I want you to think about that position right there. You know, here's a woman that could not look up. She could not look forward. She could not look back. She could not look around. She looked down. She stared at the dirt all day long. She could no wise raise herself up. 18 years she's been dealing with this. Could you imagine you could think about it, the support there in her back, something about her, her spine, something about the support that brought her body uh, straight here, the, the, the muscle or the, uh, the bone structure, something was wrong here. Something happened. Many, many think it was some kind of um, arthritis that grew to a crippling state. I don't really know, but you know what? It doesn't really matter. We're thinking about our condition here, looking at the dirt all day long. You ever been like that? You know, somehow your focus is on whatever your illness has prompted you to become. There's many people dealing with problems that's got them bent in a certain direction. That's all they can see. Day in, day out, morning, noon, night. They're looking at whatever their illness or whatever their problem, whatever pressure, whatever issue has forced them into that mode. Could you imagine this woman looking at the dirt all day long? I don't know about you, but I'd become pretty depressed if all I could see was the ground. I, I don't know. I don't know how I would talk to people around me. I don't know how I'd deal with people that I cared about. I don't know how, I don't know how I could keep my, keep my joy. I don't know how I could keep my happiness. Could you just looking at the ground all day long? You know what? I found myself bent with certain pressure. Things come my way. And before long, the load is so great that it's got me twisted. It's got me bowed over. It's got me bound down to where the structure of my life is weakened to the point that I cannot sustain the, the outlook that I need. And all of a sudden, I'm staring at, at just the down, just the dirt, 
just the outcast. Everything about me is doom and gloom. Everything about my outlook. I'll tell you, I want to preach to us a little while tonight. I believe God would like to change our perspectives. I would like, I believe God would like to speak to some hearts. I believe God would like to speak to some individuals. Oh, I feel his spirit here tonight. I believe there's somehow that God would do a work in our lives to where we could look at life a different way. To where we could see people in a different way. Hallelujah. I'll tell you, I, I, I was, uh, when I was a young boy, I worked for a man. And uh, he was, uh, he had, his father had died, if, I'm, if, I'm, if I remember right, and left him with a, a, a substantial, over a million dollars, I believe. And it was, you know, back several years ago. I, I don't know, it might have been much more money than that. That ain't much money compared to somebody's pockets, you know. You know, but to me, it's a lot of money. But anyway, somebody left him with a good start. And uh, this, this man, I worked for him. I wasn't very old, probably 13, 14 years old. It before I was driving age. I remember that. But uh, this, this man, he was, uh, you know, his dad left him all this money. And uh, so he, he left and he began a lifestyle. I don't know what had happened back through his life. I don't know what kind of pain he'd had. But this man became a very heavy, heavy drinker. I mean, by nine o'clock, he was on vodka so heavy. I mean, by 12, he's lit. You know, and I'd work for this man. And, uh, you know, every Friday or about, well, let me say, about every, every day, about 2 o'clock, 1.30, 2 o'clock, here I seen his little truck coming down through the field. I'd be working. I'd be driving tractors on the farm. I'd see him drive down the field. He'd come up and he'd finally just circle around my field. He might make some S curves out there. I knew he was so drunk. He didn't know what he was doing, you know. He'd finally wander up there and get by the tractor. Close enough, I'd get out and talk to him. He'd go, what are you doing this? You know how they are. Just, what are you doing this field? What you know? Just, and then Friday come around, I'd go down to get my check. He, he would argue with me. It was, I hated it so much. And I, I just almost would rather just give it to him, you know. But you know what? I talked to him sometimes and, and, you know, and dealt with several people in that state. But you know what? All they could see in life was what pain had caused him to be, what drink had caused him to be. You know, they couldn't even, he couldn't even make wise decisions. He ended up losing everything he's got. I heard he'd passed away here just a few years ago. But you know what? This man had, had things going his way, but something happened and brought his perspective to the place where he felt like alcohol was going to somehow bring him to the, to the place he could cope with life. I want you to know the devil would like to get our perspective so bent. Got to get our lives so bent. Oh, pain that's happened in the past. Anger that we never got over. Our problems that so-and-so done to us. I tell you, you know what? I've dealt with people and all they could do is just sit there and, you know, you couldn't mention somebody's name. It was just like venom coming out of their mouth. Hey, hated and hated and hated. And you're thinking, man, I wonder if that was yesterday. Come to find out it was years ago that happened. You know what? Somebody had become so bent with anger to where all they could see was dirt. All they could see was hurt. 
All they could see was that man in that condition. And so they hated. And all of a sudden that load had molded their body, molded their minds, molded their ambitions to where all they could see in life was the bad things about that person. I tell you what, I don't know what life has brought your way. I don't know what your perspective is on here tonight, but there's some things in life that's not waste, worth wasting your time over. I'll tell you what, you could stay bent all your life. You could stay in that condition all of your life. I'll tell you, there's a lot of people that go all the way through life. This lady had dealt with it for 18 long years, focused on one thing, focused on one mindset. I'll tell you, my friend, that's not a good place to be. But there's a lot of people that's bent just as bad as this woman was, just as bad. Hallelujah. I just want you to realize sometimes it's uh, really uh, not really what we talk about that bothers us so bad, but it's what that we, we deal with on the inside. You know, how we respond or how we retaliate. You know, how we just put a spin on certain things that really shows what our perspectives really are. Praise God. You know, <clears throat> It's just amazing what times, what things do that. There's, there's, uh, there's, there's people that look at drugs that way and different things and alcohol. I talked about that. There's pain and problems and situations. I'll tell you, there's ways that we've been told over and over and over to do a certain thing or not to do a certain thing. We're not careful. Our perspective is bent because of pressure or the mentality or the influence that's been put on our lives to where we become a certain person. Hallelujah. I want you to know here tonight, it don't matter. Could you imagine the mindset in this woman's mind? Bible said she could not raise herself up. I want you to know there comes a time in our life that if we could do different, we would. But you know what? We have been so used to it. We've got down that rut so deep that we can try our best and try to do this and try to do that, but it's not long that we fall right back down in that same perspective again. But what if I preach to you tonight that the same Jesus, that the same Jesus that came to this woman one day, the same Jesus that looked at her and saw her in the condition that she was. Hallelujah. Let's look at the text here for a minute. Jesus come walking down the road. He's looking for the one that's bowed over. He's looking for the heart that has a perspective that's, uh, that's on a deluged area, that's on a wrong place. He's looking for a hurting heart. I wonder tonight if there's any hearts here. Oh, you would say, preacher, there's things. It's just the way I look at things. It's just the way I think. I want you to know there's a Jesus that could somehow come to where we're at in our stoop condition in our made-up mind, in our bent mentality, in our confused atmosphere, and come to exactly where we're at and speak to our hearts, hallelujah, and make a change in our lives. And all of a sudden, we're not staring at the dirt no more. All of a sudden, we're looking up. All of a sudden, we see a future. All of a sudden, we see a bright light coming. All of a sudden, we see a sunrise. All of a sudden, we see something different than what we've been staring at for all 
of our lives. I want you to know, friend, there is a thing called doing something different. There is a thing that's called starting over with a new fresh look. Aren't you you glad God's able to take any heart in any life that will come to him and break that stronghold and bring our eyes to a place that we can see again and see down the road of hope and see down the road of love and all of a sudden believe in humanity again and all of a sudden believe in a God again. Oh, hallelujah. Woo. Man, I feel like preaching just for a little bit here. I want you to see this woman was so limited, so limited, so limited. Oh, hallelujah. Could not lift herself up. I want you to know that's what the devil wants to do to every life. He wants to bring limitation in your life. He wants you to bring you to the place that you think it'll always be like it is right now. That you'll always depend upon what you're depending on. You'll always be an alcoholic or you'll always be a drug addict or you'll always be hurting because of what somebody's done for you. You'll always be a smoker. You'll always be this. You'll always be that. I want you to know, friend, God is able to move in our hearts. Aren't you glad there's a God that still can change a human life? Praise God. That's hope, friend. That is hope. Hey, man, she's very limited. The devil wants us to be so limited. He wants our gaze to be directed on the negative, the down, the limited. But don't you see here, this woman was unlimited in our possibilities. Here's the problem. Here, I mean, here's the, here's the deal. Here come Jesus. And he saw her, hallelujah. Oh, I could preach right there. When Jesus saw her, saw her, and he knows that the eyes of the Lord are everywhere. Do you believe Jesus sees you tonight? Do you believe Jesus sees you with dealing with what you're dealing with? Do you believe Jesus really sees you, Josh? Do you really believe he sees you, Austin? Sure he does. Brother Gary, do you really believe he sees you? Jesus sees every one of us. Aren't you glad his eyes are never closed? Aren't you glad his eyes, hallelujah, you're not blinded to my problem and to your problem? Aren't you glad I can't go so far that he cannot see me there? Aren't you glad I can't be too bad? that he can't see me there. Thank God he sees every one of us. Praise the Lord. Bible said there's not a creature that is not manifested in his sight. All things are open to his eyes. I want you to know tonight, God sees you. God sees you in your problem. He sees you in your stooped mind. He sees you in your perspective. He knows what you deal with day in and day out. He knows what you think about. God sees you. Hallelujah. Woo, that's an awesome thought right there. His eyes are even on the sparrow. The Bible says he knows when a little sparrow falls. How much more is his eyes upon you? The creation of his own the one that he made in his own image I want you to know the eyes of God are upon you thank God I want you to know you're you're uh, you are unlimited in possibilities just by recognizing that the eyes of God see you where you're at right now Woo! hallelujah for we know he's no respect a person 
What he'll do for one, he'll do for another. Come on now, that's what the Bible says. That's not me preaching, that's what he says. Hallelujah. Jesus sees her. Do you really believe he sees you? Oh, hallelujah. Jesus saw her there. But not only that, he called to her. I want you to see that. Verse number 12 said, when Jesus saw her, he called her to him. Wow. Do you know God's calling you to him? You say, preacher, I go to church every Sunday. I pay my tithes. I pay, I do this. I give to the poor. I, you know, and you begin to name off all the things that you think just somehow consoles the problems you're having. Somehow, I tell you what, I'm thankful for all the good you do. But what about the mindset that you deal with every day? What about the depression? What about the, the habits? What about the anger that plagues your heart? What about the mentality? What about how the devil's bent your mind that you, he's trying to program you that life is like this and it's never going to be different? Hallelujah. Jesus sees you, yet he calls for you. He's calling your name tonight. He's calling, oh, hallelujah. Aren't you glad? Oh, you say, preacher, he's not calling me. I tell you, friend, if I was you, I'd listen closely because I believe without a doubt he's calling your name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, because he come to seek and save. He come to set at liberty those that are bruised. God come for you. Hallelujah. If he come for you, is he not calling you? Sure he is. He's calling out to us. Uh, this lady call, heard the call of Jesus. Uh, yeah, she was stooped over. Could you imagine? Uh, yeah, she hadn't looked up in a long time. Uh, but all of a sudden, she hears the Savior call out to her. Uh, I don't know what you would have done. Uh, but I tell you what, I imagine something inside of her began to move around. Uh, I bet you there were some emotions uh, that was being stirred inside of her. Uh, hallelujah. Probably the first voice of hope that she'd heard in a long time that this is Jesus calling me but the Bible doesn't stop there in verse number 12 the Bible said that he laid hands on her obviously she came to him hallelujah she came to him Aren't you glad for the response there? Hallelujah. Oh, but this woman, this woman here, she was, she was liberated because of her promptness. She responded to the master's call, but that didn't stop there. The Bible said he touched her. He laid his hands on her, and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. Hallelujah. I tell you what, her part of the miracle was really small. Her part of the miracle was not physical therapy. Her part of the America was not a stretching exercise. No, he called upon her to respond in the way that she was able to respond. Woo! If she'd have been crippled and couldn't have walked, he'd have called to her in a way she could have responded. Oh, he did, didn't he? Look upon me. That's what he told one man. And look at me. Hallelujah. Uh, just somehow he wanted the response. 
I wonder what's keeping us back from responding to the Lord. Is he not speaking to you? Sure he is. Is his eyes not seeing us? Sure they are. I tell you what, he's calling to every one of us. But I want you to know, friend, all he's waiting on. Why ain't he touched me, preacher? Why ain't he straightened me up? Why ain't he put me a new perspective of life? Why ain't he changed my whole outlook? I'll tell you why. Because you're not getting close enough to him that he can lay his hands on you. Because he will not fail. He will do his part. The miracle was so little in her she only had to respond but thank God he touched her that day and all of a sudden her perspective was changed preacher I just don't see it like that I want you to say I just want to tell you don't have to worry about me just get close to him just hear his voice hallelujah and draw close to him he wants to touch us in our lives he wants to straighten us up he wants to take the pressure off of us where we can rise up and see hallelujah could you imagine somebody going somewhere and could not look up we're going somewhere friend there's heaven in front of us there's a hell behind us we're on a journey tonight but you know what I can't get there very easy if I can't see what God's trying to do. If I can't understand what his purpose is in my life, I tell you, friend, God wants to change somebody's perspective. If all you see is a negative, if all you see is a glass half empty, I tell you, friend, let Jesus touch you. There's a perspective he wants to give you that will bring hope to your life, that will bring hope to your situation, that will bring hope to your uh, dilemma. I tell you what, Jesus Jesus is not leaving you out. He just wants to change your perspective. Woo, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm telling you here tonight, when he lays his hand on me, when he touches my life, something's going to change. Hallelujah. I'm almost done here. Is there hearts here tonight? You say, preacher, that's me. I've just, this is the way I am. I get up in the morning. I do this and I do that. I do this. I just, I work hard. I go here, go do this. I go home and lay down. I just want to know, is that what your life, that's what you want your life to be? Is there not something inside of you that's longing for something different? Is there something inside of you longing to get a fresh vision of God in certain areas of your life? You said, preacher, I just can't see it. I just can't get a hold of what God's wanting to do. I can see him blessing other people, but I just don't feel like he's doing nothing in my life. You know what? I wonder if the pressure has got you bent over. I wonder if the, the agony of life and the things that you've experienced in yesterday has got your mind and your, and your atmosphere of your makeup bent in a certain direction and that's all you can see and that's all you can feel and that's all you think lies you know what the devil loves it he wants you to think like that he wants you to think that the rest of your life is going to be like it was today he wants you to think like you'll never get above where you're at you'll never get beyond what you're dealing with right now but i want to tell somebody here tonight Jesus is still alive. He's still straightening broken backs, 
he's still bringing perspective back. Hallelujah. Could you imagine that woman waking up the next day? Woo! Wow, I'd never realize they built that over there. Man, look at the pretty sky. Wow! Look at the beautiful flowers. I don't tell you the devil keep you bent, and that's all you can see is your problem, your situation, your pain, your dilemma. Hallelujah. Your failure. Oh, I feel the Lord in this house. What you're dealing with, that's all you can see. And so all your perspectives is through those eyes. But Jesus said, I can heal you. I can heal you. Praise God. Sister Cindy, come. Could we all stand tonight?